0: Um, UMGoBlue.com, by fans, for fans, since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the um, UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. And we're going to talk about Michigan's victory over Maryland by a score of 59-3, to a victory that kept them undefeated. Well, Andy, what did you think about that one?
1: I think the offense is doing a little bit better than it has in the past. It seems to be progressing. The defense, however, uh, couldn't control the edges and, uh, let out some, some short pass plays. Uh, the linebackers didn't look like to me that they were doing a good job on the edges. So that's something that they got to work on. But all in all, this is one of the best teams that I've been around, Michigan teams that I've been around in a while. And, uh, Harbaugh was really high on faith, wasn't he? Oh
0: yeah.
1: He had big comments for him. Even saying that he might throw, that maybe they should, we should throw his head into the Heisman ring. It's interesting. That's a motivator. What was your impression? Well, of
0: course, totally happy with the victory. Um, I, I expected a big, a big win. Um, you know, I don't know if I expected a win by that much, so so it was nice to see. You know, they gave up a lot of yards, and, and it was interesting because you'll hear um, defensive players talk about bending not breaking, and yeah. boy, they bent all over the place, but but they didn't break. And uh, you know, if not for a, a field goal, um, you know they, they would have uh, they would have had a shutout. You know, I'm struggling with how good this team is, you know, being undefeated. And I'll tell you why. Um, you know and I don't want to get your thoughts on. It. I mean listen, it's great to be undefeated. You'd definitely prefer it to, to any alternative at this point. But I wonder if statistically speaking, um, and, and I'm thinking specifically of, of the, the gaudy offensive and defensive stats for the season. If that's not inflated a little bit by the disparity of the quality in the schedule, and, and of course that's not Michigan's fault. I mean, they can only play the games that are that are in front of them. But you know, I, I think of the Rutgers game. I think of Hawaii. Um, I think of uh, you know the the, the Florida game. And, and really, I mean, they blew them out. They crushed them. Even even the Illinois game. Um, but like you said, in this game, uh, boy, they, you know, Maryland's seen the move ball a little bit. They they just couldn't convert. Um, and you had that one play right before half where they, they tossed that little screen that that you know fell a yard or two short. So
1: yep.
0: uh, it, it's interesting because I look at the schedule. And I keep saying that it's not that you can count, you can take any opponent for granted, but the true test comes on the road in Columbus. And I think that that's when we'll really we'll know something. What do you think?
1: Well, I think that's all true. I think that they've been all year. The biggest test on the schedule is going to be Ohio State. I think they may get a test against Iowa. Away next uh, week, they, they don't play as well. They aren't as fierce. They aren't as confident. They don't play as well away from home as they do at home. It almost looks like sometimes two different teams. So I think Iowa might be a test. I think that'll be a uh, there'll be some heavy lifting in that ball game. I think Michigan can handle it. I think they'll win, but I think Iowa probably can test them uh, a little bit. Well, this is a team you just can't get a handle on how good they really are. And on paper, they are the best team that you and I have watched at Michigan for many years since the ex of the Lloyd Carr and his best teams. But the they are blowing people out in all these bloody statistics and everything. But yet, the competition hasn't quite been up to snuff. Now, Penn State was more of a test than I thought it was. Colorado was more of a test than I thought it, it was at the time. Because Penn State's been playing better now. But still, I don't think we're really going to know what this team is made of until we do get to that, that Ohio State run. We'll see. I think Michigan might be competitive and maybe better than Ohio State, but you just can't tell from what they've done up to now.
0: You know, heading into the season, you know, before the implosion in East Lansing, the toughest games on the schedule appeared to be, you know, Wisconsin at home. But you have to give the you had to give the nod to Michigan because you know they had it at home. And really, again, if you look at that game, fourteen to seven, you know, and and you know you can debate how good Wisconsin is now, but at the time, Wisconsin gave Michigan everything they could take. Um, and and, may, and maybe Michigan missed the opportunity to, to blow you know to score another couple of touchdowns, but so did Wisconsin, but heading into the schedule, it really appeared that we would know how good of a team Michigan was by the time they played Michigan State. Well, we saw you know again the implosion of Michigan State, and yet you know uh, they're two and seven horrible season in Michigan state standards and you know, they hung around. They hung around against Michigan. And, and, you know, we talked about this last week that Harbaugh has this script for every game, you know, that every game is a championship game and they don't care who they're playing. But it was very clear in that game that Michigan State uh, ignored that script and, and pretty much played their best game of the season, um, gave them everything they could take. But still, I wouldn't say that that was a huge test for Michigan. I mean, heading into that game, I think... Our biggest disappointment is that they didn't blow them out by more. Um, you know, so, so now you have, like you said, you're heading on the road to Iowa, and no matter what, you're, we're expecting uh, Michigan to win. Um, and then you have you know, the home, uh, home finale versus Indiana, and Indiana has, scored, they can, has shown they can score some points and, and bite some people, but again, I don't expect them to really, I'm not really overly concerned about that game. But but the thing that remains true when we looked at the schedule at the beginning of this season was that Ohio State is the test. And as you said, Penn State has has really stiffened up and, and become a stronger, you know, played much stronger football than than when Michigan blew them out. Um, you know, and again that that win is definitely more impressive than than we thought about it at the time, but. You know, you got to look at your, your, you know, I always say, you know, and I, and I look at, you know, the Wisconsin game and the Ohio State game. You have two teams that are, that on paper, look to be evenly matched with Michigan and you give a nod to the home team. Well, Michigan's going down to Ohio State. Now that's a place that they have played tough, but, but they've lost. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, how the team responds this season.
1: One thing that kind of worries me a little bit is that uh, while Michigan could hand the ball very well Saturday, they were running against one of the worst run defenses in the, in in, a, in the um, FBS, and and so in, in that respect, it really wasn't a test. I still worry about the offensive line some. I like the way Harbaugh is progressing things. You're, you're going to see McDoom, uh, sweeping one of these days and, and the variation on the theme happening from that because he builds from game to game, play to play, and he's pretty cagey at it. He's a good chess player. He's, he's a great football chess player. Uh, and you have to respect that and that'll buy them some wins they probably would have lost otherwise. But I still wonder about the running game against good defenses. We haven't seen it really go there. I still wonder about the uh offensive line a little bit. Now they look awfully good against this last uh defense that you know, the Maryland defense, but the Maryland defense is against the run, it's one of the poorest Uh, in FPS, as I said, so we just don't really know whether all this is for real yet. And I guess we're not going to know until we get to Ohio State. But thank God for as good as they've been, because they've done some nice things. Uh, they're going after their 10th win, and that's remarkable. And they've been pretty exciting to watch, although bowl we'll outs aren't all that exciting all the time. we got a lot to be grateful for and a lot to be happy about. But questions, nagging questions, still linger with this football team.
0: Well, we talked about some, some bad things, but here's a good memory or a good thought. Can you imagine that Michigan lost to Maryland two seasons ago at home with the season on the line,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, talk Sorry. about talk about programs that are that are speeding in different directions. And and again, good luck to DJ Durkin down there. Uh, you know, being the new head coach, and and you wish him well as a as a former member of Harbaugh's staff. Harbaugh wished him well. Um, you know, praised him, said what a good guy he is. But you know, I, I think when. Maryland and Rutgers joined the Big Ten. And I've said this before that if you go back 10 years ago, you know, if you walk down to your mailbox and you pull out your season tickets and you see home games with Rutgers and Maryland, um, I think the first thought you're, you would say is, God, what a crappy non-conference schedule. And, and now we get to see them on a regular basis. Really, what happened, you know, versus Rutgers and, and Maryland this season is really what I expect. I expect them to be the doormats of of, uh, of the Big Ten, um, and they are. And, and that's that's kind of how I expect it to be. So, on one hand, you know it is great that the world is back on its axis. Michigan State is is uh, boy waning, and and Michigan and Ohio State are on target are on track to uh, for an epic battle, and uh, I'll tell you, that's you know, whatever happens, um, you know, I, I think we look at last season, and I think that we would both agree that we were disappointed by um, how handily the Buckeyes took care of Michigan. Um, you know, after after really a great you know inaugural campaign that Harbaugh had, um, that that game was was really disappointing, and yet, you know. Here we are in season two, and both teams are are having great seasons. And again, it's all coming down to the game, the game, the game. And again, you know, the the big thing last year is you know you had you had Michigan really getting blown out. You know, forty-two to thirteen. That's just you know when you look at the whole season. That's the game that sticks out like a sore thumb. that is the game that you know there were games Michigan you know had had an overtime game. there are games that went down to the wire that they could' have lost but you know you could almost say it went down to a coin flip and yet the game that really I mean shoot even the first game at Utah Michigan was in you know they, they weren't blown out. I mean they lost 24 to seventeen but again, you know, it was respectable. 42 to 13 to your arch rival at home. And again, remember, at that, when entering that day, it was still technically possible for Michigan to go to the Big Ten Championship if the stars aligned. Well, the only way the stars were going to align is if they won. And getting blown out 42 to 13 was not, uh, you know, putting them in good stead for, for, for anything. So, it's that game that, that I hope has left a bad taste in their mouth. You know they go on and on about how that last second loss to Michigan State last season um, it really steeled their spine, is, is what Her said. So I hope that what happened at Michigan Stadium, to, to end, you know, their, their home finale last year with, with the Buckeyes, you know, romping forty two to thirteen, has given them a similar resolve for this season. And you know, to your question about spate, Spate has just really come on. Um, you know, I, I thought against Michigan State, um, I, I really wasn't impressed with his, his second half, primarily the you know, primarily the fourth quarter. So much so that I wondered if he was dinged up or something. They really kind of, you know, pulled back the uh, the uh, the ballsy offensive play calling that we're, that we're used to seeing. Um, but, again, it, it was back. Now, again, it was Maryland, but as Harbaugh said when he was talking about, you know, he mentioned Jabril Pepper's Heisman campaign, and he said, well, he said, you know, Spade had the best half of, of football for a Michigan quarterback that he's ever seen. That's quite uh, that that's high praise um, coming from somebody like Carball, especially who himself was a pretty decent quarterback. Um, so uh, again, Spates really come on. I, I thought that he kind of righted the ship against Maryland because I, I was having I was having a few doubts after seeing what he how he played against the Spartans, and I actually wondered if perhaps after that big third quarter interception. If maybe Harbaugh had kind of kept him out of getting in trouble, if you know what I'm saying, um, you know, kind of made him more of a Unless game. Yeah, kind of made him more of a game manager because they had such a, a, a large lead. Um, but again, he, he sure, uh, you know, put hammers in the in the casket of Maryland, and <clears throat> you know, getting ready to gonna have a big game on the road against Iowa. Night game, probably gonna be a little chilly. Um, you know, definitely
1: colder. You know, I,
0: definitely colder I, than what we had yesterday. Yesterday was was balmy.
1: The state will not like that. I heard him say at the press conference after came game uh, that he hoped that global warming had a little bit of effect on Iowa that night because he doesn't want to see a cold, rainy night a cold, rainy, windy night there. He was anticipating uh, bad vibes from that kind of thing uh, in this interview. You know, when you hear the kid talk, the young man talk, he's right on target with everything he says. It's all measured. It's all on point. It all makes sense. It all follows the coach's parting line. Uh, He is a very, very calm type person. And you can see a lot of that. I really like the way that he enhanced his position in the profits by evasive actions and got his throws off. He evaded those guys, and it was a thing of beauty to see. And I like the fact that he got the 10 yard sprint into the end zone for his first Michigan touchdown. That was good to see. The whole package. There was a lot to really like about that Maryland game. But that doesn't mean that they aren't going to run into trouble in a future game in finishing up the season because it can happen. And uh, who knows if it's a cold, windy, rainy night in Iowa, what's going to happen. Well, you don't know what's going to happen with any of these games. But Michigan certainly is under the best management that it's had in my memory uh, and, oh, oh, uh, what do you think of Harbaugh's new look with the glasses now that that piercing stare that he gives to the press when they ask a question that thousand yard stare sort of that he has has been mellowed by the glasses and now he doesn't look so much like a uh, it doesn't look so much like the steely glance of Superman, uh, but it, he looks a lot more like Clark Kent in his, in his appearance. It's changed his appearance. So he's an interesting character, that hard And so far, he's worked ever since they
0: Well, before I get to that, I'm looking ahead at the forecast, and it looks like that there's very little chance of rain uh, on Saturday. Good. And, uh, you know, the, the looks like it's going to be between 54 and 37. It's definitely going to be closer to 37 um, for the night game. So hopefully, I know the last time I was in Iowa City for a game, it was the coldest game on record in the history of, of that godforsaken place. Um, so, so much so that I decided that I am never going back to Iowa. There's nothing that I need to see there. Um,
1: you don't appreciate Chimic,
0: huh? Oh no, I, I I don't. You know, again, I'm I'm spoiled by by you know, Michigan Stadium, yes. um, and uh, you know, but you know, as far as Spate goes, you know, the interesting thing, um, you know, you mentioned his newfound mobility, and uh, it was kind of funny because, you know, they made an announcement at some point during the game that he had broken. Uh, a yardage record by Denard Robinson, and then almost on cue, he actually tried to do a, a spin move to avoid a defender. And while while he's highly mobile and has shown uh, surprising mobility and, and evasiveness compared to our expectations for him heading into the season, um, he wasn't quite that able to pull that move off, and that, that was that was kind of funny. But I think it shows a confidence on his part. It shows that um, you know you can see a quarterback, and I think you know they're feeling it. You know they they have a grasp for the offense, and you know last week Harbaugh even mentioned that he was actually taking Spates' input on what plays to run, so that not only not only did he have a feel for the offense and for the plays but he had an offense he had a feeling for what the defense was trying to do he had a feel for what tools he had and that Harbaugh really actually said that he almost deferred to him sometimes and that is that is high praise um again extremely high praise uh, you know one thing that i really enjoy about listening to Harbaugh is that He is effusive in praise, but it's genuine. I mean, when he talks about how impressed he is with Jabril... um, He's
1: impressed with Jabril, or he wouldn't
0: say it. Yeah, and and the same thing about Spade. I mean, I don't think you're hearing any false praise. I don't think you're... You know, uh, there's a term, uh, you know, I don't think he blows sunshine up anybody's butt. You know, if he's impressed, he's impressed. And, you know, there was a little clip on... Uh, you know, during the game of him chewing on a player, uh, I, I think that he's very clear in his praise and very clear in his criticism, and that that it's genuine. You know, he talked about that one play where um, he thought that Chris Evans had scored over the pylon, and yes. I will tell you that I completely agree. Okay, and I agree. I agreed in real time. I agreed in
1: uh, um, in replay time. In replay. Yeah.
0: I mean, and again, we have heard this, and I think part of it is it's been immortalized by, you know, I think back to the great radio calls of Bob Ufer, and it's it's a plane of glass. It goes completely across the, you know, the goal line, and it's funny because, you know, exactly how Harbaugh explained it is exactly how I would explain it, you know.
1: When, when and you, you said it hurt his football sensibilities yep. which I thought was a very political, correct politically correct way for him to say such thing about the ring And that's exactly
0: exactly what I was getting to. And I think that when he talks about being upset, you know, and offending his football sensibilities, I think when he talks about praising players, it's his football sensibilities being impressed. You know, Harbaugh loves football. And it's funny to hear him talk. You, you know, he has a genuine enthusiasm for the game. He has an enthusiasm for the toughness that it brings out. He has a toughness. He has an enthusiasm for the camaraderie. And when he sees a player excelling within the team concept, you can tell he just he gets really excited. And and again, it's amazing for a guy who's um, been coaching and playing football a long time at a lot of different levels, the enthusiasm that he emotes is is really infectious. Um, and it's genuine. Exactly. He is, it's,
1: it's, it's really him. absolutely
0: is. You know, it's funny because I, I had a long conversation with a, a Michigan booster um, this week who, who was asking me, is Harbaugh for real? And I said, listen, I, I don't think there's any question. What you see is what you get. Um, and again, it's you know, you know, God forbid, whatever player or whatever coach has to succeed Jim Harbaugh in the future is going to have practically an impossible job because this is a hard act to follow.
1: It'll be, it'll be some kind of Harbaugh disciple. There's no question about that. Somebody that plays for him, somebody that he's taught. That he, you know. But uh, it, the question of how long he's going to be here always and head. I think it's going to be a while, at least until he wins one or two national championships. if that happens. I'm ready. He's got to do that soon. I'm getting old. But, you know, I'm, I don't want to wait anymore. I want to see that pretty quick. You might want.
0: To, you know what? So, you might want to take him aside and let him know that, so he can, he
1: can get it going. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that that would uh, inspire him to do better. Uh, he, he's more than I thought he would be before he got here. I was not totally committed to harbor law at the time uh, for a number of reasons, and none of those reasons have proved to be valid. He's the best man for the job, and he may be the best man that they've ever had for that job, uh, notwithstanding all the other good ones that they've had there. So he certainly represents uh, Michigan well, and he certainly represents what he thinks the program should be well. Let's see how this, I know that, I know that we have to wait a long time to find out whether recruits are good or bad, and that bad, uh, good or not, and we've had some five star recruits that weren't worth anything. But he seems to recruit good ones, although he did not recruit peppers. But Sean Gary though is panning out, looking good a real asset to that defensive line, and there's no telling how good he'll be with a couple years' experience. So, as a Michigan fan, all this is looking up at this time. You know, everything is sweetness and light right now. So, we'll see how long that lasts, because in football, you never know. It can change tomorrow. It can change with a key injury. It can change with a bad weather game. It can change with the brakes, and it can change with the calls of refs. So you never know quite what's in store. But these guys, at this point, in my opinion, are doing a hell of a nice job.
0: Well, and I think that's a great point to to leave on. That's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with
1: Andy Anderson.
0: Go Blue.